We are back. We have not looked. We have not talked. We have not made any utterance to each other because Sandwichgate was so such a heated moment. All the shit we've said on this podcast, this is a thing that just was beyond the pale for people. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I think we got a fucking heel turn. I think Griff is now officially the villain of this show, mm. which I've known yeah. all along, by the way. I'm glad you're finally seeing the true Griff. You should change your name from Griffin Hageman to Griffin Hateful Man. Yeah. Because you're <laughs> such a hateful is person. Is that what you were thinking of when you are stuck on traffic the way over here? Yes. Griffin Hateful Man? Yeah. That That's a it. Griff joke all day. So no. maybe well, you no, really you are. Can, you, can, you can throw some Velcro on that. I don't Maybe care. you really are becoming the good guy. I know. You're, uh, this is what's known in the wrestling world. Is you're forcing me baby face, guys, because I feel comfortable. I'm the, I'm like, I guess I'm going to have to be the Stone Cold Steve Austin of the show now where I still am a heel, but you guys love me. Because you do. Because I speak the truth. I stand up for the little man. Well, this guy, I only eat Vietnamese sandwiches because they're exotic. Oh, that, that was. Exactly don't put you. I won't put any. And then, and then when the condiment, no condiments. People were like, he's sicker than I thought. But then again, it makes perfect sense for Griff because we've already explained. Griff likes cat bath blowjobs. He likes a life rough sandpaper, no <laughs> wetness. You know me, wetter the better. So I like to dab those condiments on, make it squish when I bite into it like a juicy peach. You see, I am a baby face because I don't. You're have no to longer put, a baby. You're the villain. I don't have to put effort into it. I just smile at people and they smile right back. You're what's... look at you trying to convince everybody you're, you're a good guy. No, I'm not. I always said I feel more comfortable in the villain role. You're what's known as the chicken shit heel because yeah. you're the classic chicken shit heel because you say the things you think people want to hear, yep. but you're a monster. Off the mic. That's right. You guys are finally seeing the true I'm Griffin. a real Bruce, if you will. Yes. I don't know. I think you're more of a Paul. Which one was Paul? The weird, the blonde, hair? The weird blonde one. The Edgar Winter looking guy? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I was wondering. Yeah, he had that weird white blonde hair. And then he yeah. had the fucking like, Rankin Bass like puppet face. He had yes. that like, Fred Astaire from uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town chin. Yes, everything about him was Why so Why was he goofy. with the cool kid? He must because have like killed he somebody. He was big. He was a oh. big guy. They needed so you need, they needed more a menacing type guy and he looks like Frankenstein like a albino Frankenstein. So yeah. they went with him and I like it. We need to turn our attention to something we agree on. Okay. This movie. I think this is a fantastic movie. I think for the first time I'm going to say it now. Don't listen to this until you've seen this fucking movie. This is a fucking good it's movie. It's on YouTube, I believe. I'm not, yeah. I'm not positive about that. And I, I think this is one of the most interesting stories we've seen play it, out. Uh, were they still making after-school specials when you were a kid? I don't think so. Yeah, it was more of a 70s, 80s thing. This was like the most disturbing after-school special ever made. It, it, if there wasn't tits and ass in this movie and a little dick shadows, yeah. I would have thought this was a made-for-seven, like, 70s made-for-TV movie. It, amateur as fuck. Everything. Yes. The camera work was awful. Agreed. The acting was awful. The dialogue was awful. Right. Tits were great. <laughs> 
Teresa, you you held your own. So yeah, Teresa held her own. Uh, even the blonde, the other blonde was all right too. But uh, yeah, um, amateur hour, big time. I didn't see it until you verbatim read out a scene as Teresa, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I guess that was kind of a bad read that she did. And then well, I, was, she she couldn't do anything with that dialogue. The, 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 we'll read it when we get to it. That dialogue was yeah, terrific. This has got quite a few different quotes. Well, you in pointed there. out, and you're right. Teenagers are morons. Of course, they they they. they they would talk like that in a way. Right. The only person who tried to speak more like A acting, acting with an A, as Murray likes to say, capital A acting, is that what you said the one sure. time? Yeah. Was Arthur. Our, our, and he was supposed to be the sophisticated librarian guy. So it made sense that he tried to talk above everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, come on. This movie's got it all. It's got, you said, it's got the tits. It's got action. It's got horror. Uh, well, not horror, unless you consider a mass shooter horror. Is this the start of mass shooters? I think this movie inspired, it will now, um, inspired mass shooting, yeah. Because this, I mean, it's we're going to get into it a lot later. And I don't want to spoil it right now. I want to do this in sequential order somehow. And sequential that's order? Sequential order. And that is going against our very nature. Yeah. We like to ruin everything. Yeah. Hey, we... We forgot to point out, Griff, one thing Griff does love that it's not sandwiches, he loves old men dancing. Love old man we dancing. Saw, he loves old man dancing like no one's watching. Yes. And we got to see some old man dancing Tuesday. Right. We saw. We went and saw Goblin. We, we put our money where our mouth is. We don't just talk about Italian or We go see it. In the theater, amongst the people, of course, we were... Handwritten letter invited by Goblin themselves. Right, we were. I don't know why they put us in the bag. I guess they. What was that about? Well, you know, we just said, "Hey, don't make a big fuss about yeah, this." That's true. And Italians, I mean, they did put a velvet rope around us. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the velvet rope was a nice touch. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, but you know, the Italians they don't understand the coded language. Right. Us saying don't make a fuss right. was like, yeah, don't put us on stage with you. <laughs> right. You know, we're not going to do a 10-minute opener for you guys to get everybody in a frenzy. Right. It was just, hey, you don't have to put us on the stage. They put us in the back. It's all right. Yeah. It's okay. the velvet, we we were the on the aisle, so that was good. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, so we've seen two old keyboardist men yes. rock out, John Carpenter and now Claudio Simonetti of Goblin. Who do you think had the best? fucking moves okay if we're going with dance moves it's got to go to carpenter yeah he definitely puts all of his effort into his dancing as opposed to his keyboarding because all of his if you listen to all those goblins was a little more complex keyboarding. way more that guy's working three different keyboards he doesn't have time to work on his moves so i mean it definitely goes to carpenter in the first round but it's only because Carpenter's more focused on his dancing. Right. but And then Claudio makes up for it with his dress, the way he dresses. Oh, my God, the way that guy dresses. 55-year-old dude wearing the bright red glasses. And I forget what his shirt looked like. He had yeah, gray. He had the giant George Romero glasses on. He had, like, gray and black hair because yeah. he, like, dyed it that way, too. I, it think that was, I, think, I don't think that was live. I think that was just in the, the video they yeah, showed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't him that night. Now he's doing the burn white hair. He's just and letting I want to thank out. them. They give a nod to Halloween. They did their music from Demons and yep. Phenomena for That's us. Right. He actually pointed to us a lot. And then oh, yeah. Like, he we, did point we, to we us like, a lot, especially yeah. when they did a freeze frame on Tony. He's like, is Tony? Because <laughs> yeah. Tony the Pimp is the greatest character in that movie. Right. And there were just a lot of colorful characters there. We saw a guy wearing leather gloves. Yeah. Going full Giallo. He was like embraced it. 
It's you know, there's very there's few there's few opportunities we have to wear leather gloves indoors, and he made the best of it. Really, we got to see a lot of people dressed up for that show. Yeah, and it, it was a day after Halloween. By the way, we should point out worlds collided because they played John Carpenter's Halloween. They did, we yeah, there. that's true. Yeah. They did obviously they did their own riffs over and yeah. everything with the main you know key in there. Yeah, there. he keeps some flourishes on it. Exactly, some yeah. extra flourishes and all that. But yeah, a lot of people who were in like dresses and everything, a lot of people yeah. in costumes. We saw a woman wearing a Manos Hand of Fate. Yeah, the Manos Hands of Fate, the guy who wears the robe that has the hands on yeah, it. She yeah. had like that kind of thing. It was like a velvet on. on top. I liked yeah. it. I thought it looked good. On yeah, it was it, We didn't go full on nerd in the front row, the guy in front of us who was that is the best thing I've ever and he like <laughs> He had to let everybody know yeah. he gets it. I I'm I'm cool. Yeah, that, that that annoyed the shit out of me. Yeah. I don't like. I don't think she wanted that much attention because she ignored the fuck out of him. And I was like, "Good for you." Well, bro. I don't. Th- yeah, I think she plays for the other team. She was with kind of a butch woman, so I think. I don't think she wants anybody to yell. That is the greatest thing I've ever seen at her. I don't. Well, I don't. Not that guy. Yeah. Okay. I think she would have blushed if I'd said it. I'd agree with that. But yeah, once again, am I the only clean shaven guy in the world now? A lot of beards. I see. This is. You know what? Here's the thing. Redheaded guys. I think I think I might have got I thought I hate more than midgets. By the way, nobody came out against my midget rant ever. So yes, thank you. I'm I don't want to be a baby face, but you're turning me into a baby face. But guys with like girls with red hair are fine, but there's something about this like this kill yourself. And I don't know what it is about guys with red hair and that they have to it's like, all right, you're already cursed being a carrot top guy. Grow a long beard. They all grow long ginger beards. Stop. You're freaking me out. Shave your face. <laughs> Hide your face. Shave your head. So we don't have to see it. Shave your pubes. <laughs> Baby face Murray. <laughs> I told you I'm a Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm the I'm the badass baby. I face. do remember the Stone Cold Steve Austin shave your beard redhead uh, <laughs> promo. That was You want him to shave his ginger pubes? Give me a hell yeah. Yeah. And then he just chugged a beard. Undertaker, I'm gonna shave your head, you redhead. And freak. then he chugged a ginger ale. As and kind of he, mocking him. Exactly. That's what it was. And you don't want to chug a fucking Verner's. It'll rip your throat out. Speaking right? of tossing hate everywhere, now that Elon Musk owns Twitter and everything, I hear you have a racial slur allowance. How's that going for you? <laughs> I'm holding on to my racial oh, slur Oh, you're holding on to it. Because everybody's right throwing them around frivolously. I haven't been seeing it. It hasn't changed for me at all. But then again, we have the nicest, coolest followers. So Damn I don't straight. see. I stay away from politics. I veer away from that. Who the fuck wants to talk politics on Everybody does. That's the problem. If you want to if you want to get likes, you talk politics. You got to dunk on because somebody. Because if you want to get thousands of likes, I don't give a shit. I yeah. mean, I want to just want people to listen to our show right. mainly. Okay? You don't want to have to And you can send me nude pictures if you're a woman. <laughs> but that's it. I don't want anything else. But hey, hey, we got a, we got a poll which if you're listening to this on Wednesday, which everyone does, it, you got till Friday morning. For our big Thanksgiving Day poll, it's JCCVD. JCVD. Uh, four movies are Replicant, The Quest, Time Cop, and Double Team. So far, it's a two-horse race, Griff. It's between uh, Time Cop and Double Team. They're going back. Nobody cares about the other two. They're out of it already. Uh, yeah, They're the yeah. Dolph Lundgren of this poll. Yeah. So we're so just prepare. Unless you want to change it, you still got a day, you got a day and a half, two days to right. change it. So, and I also want to point out before that I put a poll up because Griff has been diligently putting up 
YouTube uh, videos, our shit on YouTube, not videos, but our, our podcast. And we almost, and don't blame us that the, the the horror movies are coming up now. Blame YouTube. We were gonna have them all set for Halloween. They cut us off for a week, but he's still putting them up. He's gonna get them all up. And I just know I was shocked by how short a lot of our early oh episodes were. They're like an hour. We had a, we had Mike on, and it was like an hour and ten. I, we thing, can't even get out of this. This intro is going to be an hour yes. at least. When when we uh, hung out last week, that was what we were joking about. Yeah. We did episodes that were an hour <laughs> long, like, and then we had last week's episode, the episode I will not talk about because I had to go to an ugly place <laughs> to defend my stance on a certain topic. Yeah, you did the heel turn, but we did like forty five minutes on that. <laughs> yeah, and so I put up a poll. I'm like. Do you guys do you want us to stick to the movie? Because I because YouTube people probably say yes, they hate us. I mean, we might as well just cut the intros off of our YouTube videos and just start with the trailer. Yeah, but I was like, so I, I tested. I said, or or do you th- are the tangents what make us what we are? Yeah, and it was unanimous. Griff, you only t- only ten votes. I'm a little, little pissed off about that, but they were all for keep the tangents coming. Gosh. Nobody said stick to the movie, so. So you threw out an N-word for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that thank you. And it was nice. That's that, how that you was think, the N-word. That's how you think, people. The N-word people was nice. That's because nice. it's funnier. It's funnier. Comedy is back. Unless you're making fun of Elon Musk. Uh, if you, Don't make fun of him. Don't put pictures up of him. And and Elon, his- Mr. I don't know if I want to buy Twitter because of the bot situation. Get on that because I don't like bots either. And that's all we're getting since you took over. All right? I don't want bot followers. Fuck you, bot followers. Bots are taking over Twitter. They're taking over the world. AI. That's what starts with the bots. Yeah. Do you got anything else to say that has nothing to do with this movie? We're going to have so much to talk about this movie. We're going to have to have a midway breakdown for this movie. Well, because we're at the crossroads of our life. Crossroads of our life. I don't know the words. Should I throw some bone thugs in there as well? Everybody meet at the crossroads. Crossroads. If you know what, if the 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 song wasn't so good, I'd say use that Bone Thugs and Harmony song. But no, we I'll gotta, remix it. If you got the time, you can throw some peach slurps in there, peach. And, then, <laughs> and we'll just say there's some peaches. I don't want to slurp in this movie, so we'll that's get like to that. That's like your little Wayne. What? It's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my. Uh, what does he call his cough syrup concoction? Oh, uh, I believe they call that lean. Lean. That's my lean. That's my slurp. That's, that's your lean. <laughs> that's my slurp. I just I dip a peach in cough syrup, <laughs> and then I just slurp on them. You I don't inject it, so when you bite into it, no, it just, I pickle them. I keep like a jar them. of pickled peaches and cough syrup, and I just carry the jar with me, <laughs> and I just slurp on them. Pickled. Peaches. And it'll it get you fucked up, Pete. It sounds like it would. I, yeah. I'm 100%. I've had sangria, and that's kind of the same idea. You let the alcohol pickle in there with the the, the fruit. Yeah. And you eat the fruit later, and it's like, yeah, it's just alcohol now. Yeah. Wow. Smart. All right. Let's get. Is there a trailer for this movie? I don't even know how low budget this movie is, but it has a trailer. It probably does. I found a good 30 second trailer for uh, Vice Squad. Great. Yeah. Because they, they make them too long. Now. Yeah. And I found the one you were talking about, yeah. but no, I found another one that was just like, you won't believe the shit he does. And people are loving the Vice Squad. So. Apparently that, uh, a big comedian like brought up Vice Squad at one point, 
And I know Patrice O'Neill yeah. and Jim Norton talk about it, and I don't okay. like I don't like it because they shit on Escape from New York and that that thing too. And you can tell Jim Norton is like just being a bitch. Like he wants to stand up for these movies, but he wants to be a part of the group. So he's okay. like, oh, it's so shitty. He's like this movie's awesome. Fuck you. Vice Squad was fucking great. Yeah. I really enjoyed that movie, and I really enjoyed this Mur- Mur- Murray. I really enjoyed this. I know Murray. you enjoy me. But... I like Babyface Murray. Tell me again about the things that are wrong. It should be completely, uh, you know, extinguished well, we'll get, from the earth. We'll get into. Well, just put him on an island. I, I, I said, <laughs> get him out of my sight. Is all I say. You are. If you, if, they, if you must terminate them, I'm fine with that. Your your solution to this is the the final solution is the, the, no. We just got taken so off. We just got like, taken off of YouTube for that line. Is the plot to the fog? Plot to the fog. Yeah, you're trying to put these people on an island. They're gonna. Yeah. Well, no, they didn't want they, the people were already on an island. The fog, they didn't want them coming oh, toward them. Okay. But you're right. I mean, yeah, I could put. Yeah, I'm fine with putting them on an island, or just have them crash into some rocks and drown. There we and go. then a hundred years later, the ginger fog rolls in. Maybe uh, you could sign them up to be the first. It'd be, and, you know, it would Mars. be. It would be. The fog for them would be better. It would be like a rock concert fog because the fog only gets knee high in a rock concert, <laughs> so they can like lurk in there. That'd be even scarier because you see the tops of their heads. Like you're like standing above the fog and you're just seeing this fog here, and you see these like <laughs> what are the noises they make? And you're just like <laughs> breathing, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, I think they talk and chuckle here and there. Yeah, like you said. <laughs> I don't know why you're not working with Elon Musk to send the red-headed people that you're so terrified by (laughs) to the red planet, Mars. (laughs) Elon, if you're listening, I know you are. Because he's listening to everybody to find out if he's offended to block you. (laughs) Right. I called him a muskrat, and he didn't do anything to me. (laughs) (laughs) Muskrat? Yeah, I said, Muskrat, get your shit together. Get these bots out of here. Oh, because he's Elon Musk. Yeah. Muskrat. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. We're pretty good at this. Yeah, I know. That's why people love our tangents. <laughs> but enough about tangents. We're going to get to the trailer for this movie. Everybody, oh. get ready for the worst after school special ever. It's uh, <laughs> Massacre at Central High. Welcome to Central High. Where the kids really get away with murder. Meet the in crowd at Central High. Did you do that? <laughs> no, I do better work here. Bruce, Mark, Teresa, Craig, and Paul. This year, the in crowd has a problem. Because this year, there's a new kid at Central. You know the student lounge? Lost? David. This place is a maze. We'll get used to it. David doesn't like to be pushed around. Already started a fight, okay? That's reason enough to waste him, except he beats you, all of you. And if you were thinking straight, man, you'd realize he's a good guy to have with us. Okay, Mark. Talk to me. They're already getting edgy about the way you've been acting. Playing with fire. You tell them the same thing. I said get out of there. You're not talking to one of your stooges. I'll get you out. David lives by the golden rule. Do one to others 
and make it permanent. There are many popular sports at Central High. But this year, the most popular sport is murder. Look, you've got three minutes. We're staying. I've warned you, that's all I can do. Welcome to Central High. You're just in time for a massacre. Massacre at Central High. All right, everybody, set your pace. And David's setting his pace. He's out for a nice jog. Right, guys, Fitbit on. Of course, he's got a Fitbit Checking on. Checking his heart rate. Constantly putting his fingers to his neck. Yeah. It's perfect. Perfectly calm. This guy's got it all. He's together. He's got it all. And he's, he's running to the greatest tune of all time, Crossroads of His Life. Because uh, he's 18, you know. Is he? I don't know. I don't know. Six, he's got to be at least 16. He's driving. That's true. He's got to be at least 16. Back in those days, I don't know what was happening. It seemed like you got to just let anybody do whatever they want. Yeah, it was a great time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, this is this. There's very much a Charlie Brown high school years vibe to this in that there are no adults in this movie at all. Right. They run free reign. Right. And we there are like, I mean, to me, David represents Charlie Brown. Right. He just wants to do the right thing. He doesn't want to bother people. But people just want to fall. And then his buddy, Mark, who we'll get into, he's Linus. Bitch-made motherfucker. Yeah. And his girlfriend is Lucy. I don't know where, where she's coming from. She's, she's sending mixed messages all throughout. The only thing I want to say about Peanuts is everyone hates Lucy, and you should because she's a cunt. But Lucy owns her cuntiness. Yes. Linus is the one you should really hate because one, he's a fucking know-it-all. Okay. He's a fucking bitch. He's always like, well, actually, Charlie Brown, the true meaning of Christmas, I'm talking about capitalism, how it's crushing our souls, and you're bringing up religion. Shut the fuck up, Linus. Go suck your thumb. You're fucking 10. You're sucking your thumb. Man, what the fuck's wrong with you? That was Charlie Brown's stance on Christmas? Yeah. Fuck. It was 50 years before anybody. Wow. You've never seen the Charlie Brown Christmas special? Oh, no, I have. We can't see it anymore because fucking Apple put it on. Exactly. You know? Fuck you, Apple. The whole this... point of the thing was how... And capitalism in 1966. Yeah, yeah, that was so rampant compared to now. Compared to now. That's fucking I mean, fucking now it's nuts. out of control. That is fucking nuts. Good job, Charlie Brown. And Charles Schultz. Yeah, he's always ahead of his time. Well, Charles Schultz, I'm glad you're not around Twitter because Kanye would be going at your throat. Yeah, he'd probably say, obviously, Charlie Brown's Jewish. Yeah. So, all right, first day of school. Apparently, David transferred to, to Central High. Yes. And we don't know. We It was weird. And this also reminded me of TV movie. You notice how, like, when we watch the Columbo episodes, they show, before the episode, they show clips. Yes, they did do of, that. Yeah. They were, so we're seeing the kills happening and the fucking happening right in the beginning. Right. That's how you get an audience hooked. And then we see a scene, I believe this is... It was supposed to be a flashback scene. We see a scene in a dark hallway of silhouettes fighting. I think that's supposed to be David rescuing Mark. Yeah, that's got to be something like that. We hear very little about 
David's past. They don't fucking no. mint around here. We're like straight. He, he's forward. got a very he's got a real like Rambo vibe to him, like a very PTSD. Something's lurking under the surface with this guy. Soft spoken, strong. Just guy. wants to be left alone. Just want you know he wants to help people. He wants to get along with people. Like he does want to get along with people and everything, yeah. but he wants to help others help themselves. Right. And we'll learn more about the students here, but. We're learning right now about Spoonie. Familiar face. Oh, yeah? Everyone's favorite rapist, nerd rapist, Lewis. That was Lewis? Robert Carradine, yeah. I was like, why do I know this He's name, Bob Carradine? Carradine in this movie, but it's Robert Carradine. What the fuck? He's going li- around with the two ladies at one point. Well, yeah, the that's movie? the thing. He is the most game in anybody. He's fucking two women at the same time. But, yeah, Spoonie is his character. Yeah. He's got... You didn't recognize him because he had that long yeah. rock star hair. That was it. And he's painting a swastika on a somebody? blocker. Yeah, somebody. And at this point, because the theme, I think the theme of this movie is the world needs bullies. When you come, when you watch this, you're going to be pro-bully after watching this movie because nerds left to their own devices go power mad. Right. We see it now. Don't get ahead of yourself yeah. there. Too I'm just far. saying. That, that's your I'm saying early is, theme. There's a guy painting hate. Fucking images on blockers, and our bullies don't like it. And right. They're ready to shut it down. Right. First of all, you're defacing school property. Right. Kind of eh on that one. And we're going to see the next thing they get upset about here in a little while. But it's like, I'm understanding that, yeah, we do. The The bullies seem to be representing, um, oh, what do we call it? I can't think of the word right now, but I'll think of it. Law and order? And yell it later. Not law and order. But uh, just when you have to actually, like, put restrictions on things and put a government in, in charge of restricting, like water, and be like, yeah, you can't pollute the water. Yeah. But I can't think of the word I'm thinking of right now. So there's putting the regulations. So yeah, we meet regulations. Our, we meet our air quote villains, because who is the villain in this movie? And it's Bruce and his buddies Craig and Paul. Bruce, perfect casting for Bruce. Like a douche bully. Oh, shit. This this kid is good. If this was made in the 80s, James Spader would have played the character of Bruce. Okay. Because he's got that, just oozes condescension, got that rich guy vibe coming off of him. Yeah, so good. He stands and just like puts his head against the locker and those blue eyes, that blonde hair. He's like, Spoonie, what are we going to do with you? Are we going to have to beat the shit out of you? Right. Come on. You're defacing the locker. You're putting up a hate symbol. And so you're kind of like. I mean, he's not wrong. That is a hate symbol. Why is he putting on this locker? Like, who's who owns this locker? I'm assuming this is Bruce's locker, and it's. I a, thought it was Bruce's locker, and it was a kind of a thing like they're calling them nuts. Exactly. That which would make sense for Spoonie's character and all that. Yeah. So they're going to make him wash it off and everything, and then we get David introduced. He walks up, and he's like, hey, what are we doing here? Why he has, we- he's not no Spoonie from anybody, but he's ready to fight for this fucking loser. So he's just like, what's going on? Why don't you leave this guy alone? Right. And Spoonie, instead of being thankful, is like, hey, why don't you butt out? Right. right. Spoonie completely refuses his help, <laughs> tells him to get lost. When he, He's just saying, like, hey, I can help you clean that off. No. Get fucking lost. It's like, oh, 
It's so much for the fucking artist hippie guy that you're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Robert Carradine, you suck. I mean, you're great at being a character that fucking sucks. Yeah. Because I'm supposed to be sympathetic to this yeah, character. Yeah, um, uh, what the fuck was that movie we did that we hated him so oh much? Oh, my God, and... the action one. I know. Yeah, even be... the people on YouTube hate it. It's got like three, three views on it. It's such a fun movie, uh, but my God, he sucks so bad. Yeah, man. I don't remember. Bullet? Number, one, number one, the bullet. Bullet. That's all I can number remember. One, the bullet. Yeah, number one. Yeah, and uh, so, yeah, like Dave... Always wanted to be helpful, but then he then and he catches the eye of the sexy blonde. Yep, and he's gonna play like the lost dog here. So he's going around. Can anybody tell me how to find the student center? Student lounge. Student. Did lounge? you have a student lounge at your school? No, I think that was like I, I didn't either. But I think that was a thing. Like when our parents maybe went to school. Yeah, but maybe. But this had to. Be- I just assumed it was because like. The Bruces, as you called them, are notes. They ruled. This sounds like the teachers on these took it over. Because right. they seem to. Because like I said, no adults. You only see adults until the end of the movie. That's right. And so, like, they got free reign over this school. They can do whatever they want. So I thought they were just hanging in the teachers' lounge. They right. Took over. It could have been the teachers' lounge, but they've got their own cool. It looks like a smokers' room. There's a fireplace in the background. There's fucking fine liquors scattered everywhere. Yeah. So. I think what we're about to learn at some point, we learned that Bruce's dad like funded the pool that they have at the school. Yeah. So I think Bruce's dad is just paying for them to get anything they want in the school. I so believe, yeah. I bet he bought and paid for this room to be made just for Brucey and the Brucies. Because okay. there's too many names. I had it shortened them down when we were talking about the gang. It was yeah. either that or the Brucey Fruits. It's just Bruce, Paul, and Craig. It's three guys running a school. Yeah. I thought there was a full... You, you, your favorite show is Coach, right? Yes, Coach is my favorite show. Paul looked like the guy. Yes. The other guy. Yes, the bald head, the Hulk Hogan looking <laughs> yeah. hairstyle. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. That probably was him. That might you have need been to look him. it up. We got to look that up. Yeah. And so, it, it, she, Teresa likes to cut a Dave's jib. She's just like, this This guy's got some balls. Because everyone is just neutered by the Brucies. So she's, he's just swinging his dick everywhere. I mean, it does help that he's wearing the tightest pants. What's this evidence? Pulled up over his belly button. And so you can see his dick in 90% Did of the movie. Did you notice that Dave was very much into cosplay? Because he had his shaggy outfit, a green shirt yes. with brown bell bottoms. And then he had his Gilligan outfit, the red yes. shirt with a white collar. I did notice that. Yeah, so he, yeah, he's, he's the free original cosplayer. Maybe you should like that. <laughs> But she's like, oh, it's, it's right over there. So, and he's like, they're like, he's like, oh, this chick's hot. Like, I'm going to fucking hook up with this chick. And yeah. Catch you later. He had his Mr. Microphone. I'll be by later, babe. And then walked off to the student lounge. That's right. We Where walk, he meets. We walk into the student lounge. And, uh, you know, he's clearly been uh, requested to come here. And Mark stands right up. And he says, this is my friend, Dave. This is who I've been telling you about. Mark, no stranger to Golden Globus Theater. He was in one of our original, we'll, we'll probably get it up on YouTube eventually, he was Bronson's partner in 10 to Midnight. Oh, nice. Andrew okay. Stevens had a minor career back in the 70s. And yeah, the most despicable character, the most gutless, dickless, ballless, <laughs> he's, he's just an empty shell. There's nothing in him. We're doing Mark. our best to restrain ourselves from spoiling anything, but Mark, from the moment you see him, he oozes with... We talk about big dick energy all the time. He is the opposite. He is micro dick energy. Yeah. He's Jeff Bezos. He's got truck nuts on his truck. That's right. Because he has no nuts in his pants. So Mark welcomes Dave in, shows him, you know, greets him to, or introduces him to the Brucies, Bruce, Craig, Paul. I thought there was a, I thought there was five members with Mark. No. No. Okay. So, um, but yeah, he's assuring him. 
hey, don't worry about this school at all. You know, we're going to take care of you and everything. And right. Dave's just like, well, that's not really my scene. And so Dave just kind of walks right out. Mark walks after him. He's trying to explain it's to like, him. Dude, I've been talking you up for fucking weeks. What are you doing, man? I'm barely in this group. Right. I'm hanging by a thread here. And Dave's like, I don't give a shit, man. Right. Like, I just what? don't like the cut of their jib. Yeah. No big deal. I don't think you should be hanging around them. And he's like, okay, well, tell me, how's your first day going? I caught this girl's eye, and let me tell you, she had thighs and a look for my pie. Oof. Yeah, Dude, that's the that's the kind of awkward dialogue we're, we're we're getting from this movie. Yes, that was straight from the movie. Straight by from the, the movie. That was just Dave trying to riff, and he's like, "Don't worry, we control the school. I can get you any girl you want." Um, I think I can get my own girl. I don't need cut the loner shit. Right? He's getting nervous because he's like, he could blow everything up for me because he's definitely the bootlicker of the fucking. Brucey's. Oh, yeah. You know, He's definitely the Bruce, li- Bruce Licker. <laughs> that actually works. <laughs> he probably does lick Bruce's. That, yeah. is, uh, that works, yeah. So this school has the oddest parking lot I've ever seen. It's a street. Yes. And apparently there's a cool side to the parking lot. Yes. And the Brucey's, of course, control it. They, they seem to always shoot the parking lot the same way. So it's the cool yeah. people on the left and the late losers on the right. <laughs> It's the same. Fi- There's nothing different. It's like, but that would be such a kid's thing to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh no, this is this. This one's five centimeters wider. You know. Exactly. So no. Exactly. Cool. Again, this is working so well for horny ass teenagers in high school where no adult supervision is, is anywhere. So, uh, like we 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 see because uh, Dave, he's a man of he's 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 like Rambo. He's got the jeep. Yes. And he doesn't care about because all the Bruces have flashy cars. They got the black rape van. Uh, Bruce has got like it's like a muscle car, like a Mustang or a GTO. And I don't Craig he he hitchhikes. I don't know what the fuck he does. <laughs> he and, just along. and they're just like, hey, they they want these they they like what they see. Everyone likes what they see about Dave. Yeah, exactly. And they want him in the group, right? So they're like, hey. You can park over on this side right. with a cool kids park where no one will hit your your you know dent your car because they can't because it's designated spaces you can't park next to our cars right. Dave just learned because Mark uh you know is like well tell me about this girl you meet also here's my girlfriend Teresa yeah and so Dave's kind of a little bummed out and he's like you know I'm not worried about parking my car over there I like the walk I like the walk I'll park back here. Right. Because I'm a jogger and I like the walk. The, the The distance is the same. The cars are five feet away from each yeah, other. Yeah, there's nothing special about nothing the special. Lot. It's just, like I said. It's just a. It's not even a park. It's technically not even a parking lot. It's a street, and there's parking on the sides of the street. But we do get a little bit of background. Just a quick slip in there. Craig dives at the pool, the school pool. <laughs> Bruce's yeah. dad funded it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're yeah, but that's that's how you do it, man. Because now we're like, okay, the rich kids, of course, they're assholes. Yes. And he dives, totally douchebag, fucking right. sport. And then we learn that Bruce, hang glider. Very 70s. Would you ever hang glide? Uh, you know, It just probably. feels like there's no control. It's like yeah. you're at the mercy of the wind. Right. I mean, I'd have to be in the basket with somebody else who knows how to do it, but I'd probably do it. But Bruce, he's a daredevil. He's like, it's like flirting with death. And again, he's got that perfect look for delivering that line. Bruce, right. Bruce's lines, I think, all do, uh, landed pretty well. He was great. Yeah. And speaking of not great, 
Might as well have been Columbo's car. <laughs> it was kind of like Columbo's it car. Was. Rodney shows up, another thinning haired geek with yep. his piece of shit car. He's from the other side of the track. That's why he has to park on the other side of the lot. He just, his crime is he just has a shitty car, which we've all had shitty cars. Right. But again, the regulations, you know, the government's coming down on him. The Brucies, they're like, I cannot believe this nerd's out here driving around, spewing emissions. Yeah, I think at this time the EPA was created, so they probably yeah. were, yeah. Spewing emissions all over. By Republican, our- I might add. Yeah, there you go. Richard Nixon. By our county and everything. We need to stop this guy. Everybody, load up. So everybody jumps in the van. Jump in the rape van. And they drive after us. We have a nice, easy, we're like going to beat the shit out of this kid probably. And it, the music's just like, at the crossroads of our life. And, the, and we're just driving up hillsides to the soft music. <laughs> it's yeah, so and, weird. And then they just like drive him off the road. Yes. And they go, hey, Rodney, let's try out your car. And they just push him in the middle. Paul, the big goof, galoot. He starts driving, and they're just like playing like bumper car with poor Rodney's piece of shit car. Right. So we even have Dave, who we know does not like this type of shit. Right. He's even in the car, and you hear him a couple times like, guys, maybe we could just stop, but it's not going to have his way. Yeah, they trash his car, and they go, that's what you get for having a shitty car, Rodney. Yeah, get it above emissions. All right, <laughs> Richard Nixon, our president, my president. Well, no longer. He he resigned in disgrace by this time. But uh, Gerald Ford, his choice of vice president, is still my president. Oh, okay. I don't know why the Democrats fucking you know uh, working with the deep state to get him uh, removed from office. Anyways, <laughs> so <laughs> well, this we are we're, we you're listening to us the day after the election, so probably we're in a police state probably right now. Anyway, oh God, so. I hope not. So, yeah, so... Uh, uh, the car is left in a shape yeah. where it can't drive anymore. And David feels, like, shitty about it. He's just, like, he, he wants to say something, but he's, like, Rodney's obviously distraught. This is the only car he can afford. He's a poor kid. He lives right. on a chicken farm, for Christ's sakes. Right. He's trying to offer that help. Oh, no, that comes up in, in a little yeah. while here. But, yeah, so we, we head over. We just get a quick cut of Mark on the beach, just on the... Looking over, overlooking the beach with Teresa in the car. It's nighttime. He's got a sweater wrapped around right. his uh, chest there, and he, they're he's going full steel justice, right? And they're talking about his connection to Dave. Yeah. He saved me once. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, in their old school, some shit went down, and of course, Mark's a bitch. So of course, someone had to save him. But I will give Mark at least he is loyal to Dave. He, like he wants everything to work out. He yeah. doesn't want to like. Leave Dave. Right. He wants him in the group, but he's too much of a bitch. And she's just like, hmm, okay, yeah. So he was the real man. Yeah. And he leans over and he's like, how about I work your gears now? No, I'm not. No, we're not going to fuck here. It's kind of cold. It's kind of late. The Dave smog just blew in and she's drowning in it. Oh, yeah. I think Mm. that's what's happening here. Yep. All right. Next morning. Teresa and her girls, Mary and Jane, perfect name. But are they? I mean, they, they kind of, I don't think they really are because they're, they're the spoonie crowd. They're the hippies. Yes. Which means they're just high all the time. But they do talk it. I don't know. It's like, I don't I guess Teresa, she's like the bridge between all the like subgroups. Right. Who's the guy? Marcuccio from Romeo and Juliet? Because there's one of those guys that fucked with both the families, I thought. I don't know. 
I don't know. Matt, Romeo you're the Shakespeare guy. Yeah, well, man. No, Mercutio. I, I thought you were going to say Maraschino. Maraschino. But Mercutio. Mercutio. Blah blah blah. Anyway, they're talking about what a stud Dave is. I think yeah, Mary's the blonde. Jane is the brunette. Jane played a daughter on Eight Is Enough, so it was weird seeing her naked because I just remember her on a kid show. Okay, but and then I. Uh, Mary the Blonde, she was in Vice Squad. Oh, nice. I think she was just playing a random uh, hooker. hooker. I don't think she okay. didn't have a speaking role. Yeah, but yeah, she, that's, she was just one of those actresses, like, I'll get naked. Yeah, so, I'll get naked. And that was her role in this movie. And she's just like, I'd like to jump his bones and like get in line. You know, everybody's fucking in that smog. We're seeing like the pessimism out of Jane. You said was the dark haired one. Yeah. yeah, Jane's just like Dave's get our uh, Bruce and the Brucies. They're gonna get to her for get to him first. Like he's gonna be a fucking asshole in no time. Speaking of assholes, we're at gym class, and we don't need an asshole gym teacher because we got the Brucies. We got our boy Oscar who. At most, was 15 pounds overweight. They act like he's obese. He's like, yeah. we see him in his underwear. He's not fat. No. But that was the 70s, man. Yeah. I, I remember, like, it was like, you rarely ever saw obese people in the 70s. So if you were just a tiny bit overweight, you were the fat fuck, and people would just rip on you. Right. And so this kid can't climb the fucking rope. It's hard. <laughs> I had trouble with the fucking rope in school. So we have fucking Dave already ringing the bell at the ceiling and everything. He's looking over and he's seeing the Brucies. Then did they pull they out a, a knife? They pulled out a switchblade and yeah. they were underneath his ass to to uh, encourage him to yeah. Yeah, to go higher. And he went two feet higher. Again, it's like the school regulations. They're just saying, hey, you need to be be able to pass this fitness test. You need to get ten feet up the rope, not right. just seven feet up the rope. So they. Uh, Dave's disgusted, so he goes to the locker room. Yeah. We get a shot of Mark in his tidy whiteies. He's he can't wait to get his pants off. Right. He's, he loves uh yeah, getting... And he's all like you can see the disgust what with what happened with Oscar on in Dave's face. But fucking Mark always trying to make you know, a, make a good situation out of shit. Yeah. He's just like we incur- he got two feet higher thanks to that knife right under his ass. Mark is the spin doctor. Yes. He's a full politician because he's yeah. just like. Oh, he's told. Are- this is he's Ted Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but you said it. Yeah. He is full on politician. Weasel. He's just like, thanks yeah. to us and our tax cuts for the rich, Oscar was able to climb up the rope just three feet higher. Two feet. Two feet higher. And Dave's just like, man, what happened to you, man? And like that, speak of the devil, Oscar is in the shower in his underwear because he's got body issues because they're they're giving him body dysmorphia right he's not even fat and they're calling he's the fat kid of this right he's got a little round face they got hands all over him they're fucking slapping at him making him do the truffle shuffle oh it looked like ron garvin in a jobber match you're just slapping the shit out of the guys it was it was totally (laughs) emasculating and just wrong so again dave i'm done with this walks off and mark chases after him hey it's different here and Dave gets in his face and he says, it's only different here because the people aren't hitting you anymore. Right. So Dave, standing up for himself, Mark, piece of shit. Right. And then he stumbles. There's like this kind of park area the kids hang out. And they play Frisbee. Yeah. Stumbles on Teresa. And she's like, oh, so I guess you met the Little League Gestapo. That's her little name for the, the Brucies. That was a good one. I liked it. So she's trying to convince herself that, you know, 
Oh, I forgot where we're at. <laughs> she ready to convince her she's still into Mark B, but she's got she's in the smog for Dave. And Dave is just like, oh, God, these children. What am I doing here? Maybe I should go back to that shitty ghetto school that I went to before. So uh, Mark is like, is he talking? I think, did he show up for the Teresa in this scene? Because he's trying to explain. Oh, no, he's trying to talk to the Brucey. Because the Brucey's are like, what is up with your friend? Yeah. We were having a great time humiliating Oscar, and he didn't even crack a grin. Right. All we were trying to do is be funny. Twitter is funny again. Elon Musk made it fun, and school is fun. We should be having fun. Mark is like, look, no, he's cool. He's cool, man. He's just a little aloof. He, he takes a long time to warm up to you. Right. He's, you know, he's the strong, silent type. He, he doesn't even like sandwiches. It's going to take him a little while. All right. Next day, swim class. Chris' favorite class. I love swim class. It's the best part of the day. Okay. Uh, so we got, of course, Spoonie. He's trying to you hang out in Craig the pool. dive? Horrible dive. Yeah. He did a flip. The landing was shit. It was a bad landing. Yeah. yeah. You, is that your favorite Olympic sport? You like the divers? No, Greg Luganis, he ain't. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so Spoonie wants to hang out in the pool longer, but the Brucies are like, nuh-uh. Everybody Brucey out of Brucey time. Pool. It's Brucey time. Right, because they like to pee in the pool. They like to pee. At least they let everybody leave the pool before they pee in it. That's kind of nice of them. So, and he takes it. Spoonie takes it because he's a bitch because they're all bitches in this school. But Dave. Yeah. So, again, Mark follow, or Dave follows along and asks Spoonie in the locker room. He's like, why are you getting out of the pool if you want to stay in there? Class isn't over for another half an hour. You could have stayed in the pool. Look, man. One day I'm going to be an action star, but today I'm going to live. I'm not going to fuck with those guys. This school is just a real bummer. Keep quiet. Okay, so school's out. Dave's driving home in his, his Jeep. He notices Rodney hitchhiking. Or he's just walking. I don't think he's hitchhiking. I mean, he had a thumb out. Okay, well, then he was hitchhiking. It's the 70s. We could do that. We learned from Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, that all kids try to hitchhike at one point oh. without knowing what it means. And he does ask Dave, are you weird? And he's like, yeah, I'm weird. Yeah. And he chops in. And then he gives him a beer. Yeah. <laughs> and we learn a little about Rodney. He's, he grew up on a chicken farm. Dave is like, look, I, I know a little thing about uh, auto repair. I could help you out with that. I feel awful about what happened. I had nothing right. to do with that. He, I mean, he has to completely twist his arm to get him to go along with being friendly with uh, Dave. Yeah, well, he's like, he's like, because he's like, yeah, my car's fucking totaled, man. It was a piece of shit, but it's all I had. He's like, oh, you can get another car for a couple hundred. I live on a chicken farm. Yeah. I live in the coop. <laughs> Where am I going to get $200? He's like, well, I'll help you fix your car up. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. So they're driving back. They're having a good little chat and everything. They're going to hang out together. They're going to fix this car together. You know what? Dave finally broke through, and now we're going to see his influence spread across the school, clearly. Right. Next day, school's starting. We're in the parking lot. Rod and Dave. Well, I don't think this is the next day. I think this is the same day. It might have been, but yeah. I thought they were leaving from school. Maybe they were arriving to I school. I think they were arriving. And like you said, Dave wears Yeah, two- they were because there was a scene where Rodney's scared, so he starts walking the other way. He's like, school's that way. Oh, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. It's hard to tell because, like you said, Dave wears two outfits. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to tell if it was a shaggy day or maybe he wore it twice on accident. Yeah. He sleeps in a fucking shed is what we learn later. Yeah. Anyways, but he loves it that way. He does like it that way. So they show up together, and they're trying to walk by. You know, like you said, 
Rod is trying to get as far away from Dave as possible, and if the Brucies are hanging out by their van. They got their hang gliders all ready to. Oh no, they didn't have their hang gliders yet. But uh, yeah, they're just like, "Hey, Rod, who's your new friend? What do you got going on here?" And Dave just puts his arm on him and walks right by. And Bruce does not take kind to be blown off like that. So him and his boys are just kind of like, you know, like, what the fuck was that? I thought he was cool. That's what Mark said. Yeah, Mark, what is this fucking shit? And then it just so happens that Mary and Jane are walking by. Did you love that name, Mary Jane? Yeah. Yeah, a little subtle. Yeah, I don't get it. What's the joke? Mary Jane is weed. I got to read more Twitter. Because they... Twitter. This is like from the seventies. I understand. I got to read more that's Twitter. Why, that's why the joke. Happened. I would probably pick up on the joke if I read more jokes on Twitter. Okay. Okay. So uh, yeah, they're walking by. I thought they were going to be a lesbian couple. I thought it was like, but they wouldn't. Of course, they wouldn't say that it was seventy six. But I thought that was yeah. the implication. But okay. no, they liked some dick. They liked spooning. They liked to get spooned. Right. And they blow up by him too. And then they're like, oh, I, I, I just took shit. From Dave, Rodney, and now the Dykes. No fucking way. Those girls need a good fucking. And his boys, of course, are just like, yeah, that's all they need. I mean, they they might not really want to sleep with us. No. It's not what they want. It's what they need. And it's a They're good obviously fucking. gay. I'm Bruce. All right? <laughs> so Bruce clearly pissed off. He didn't get his coffee this morning. So we's gonna head over to the library to fuck with some more nerds. Right, and this is the nerdiest of nerds, Arthur. He's the Fraser Crane of the school, and he's hard of hearing. So he's got a gigantic fucking hearing aid. Yeah, and it's like uh, the hearing aid that what's his name, David Lynch uses in Twin Peaks. It's yeah, about maybe, that size. Maybe he was the early. He was the inspiration for that character. Might have been. And he's like, "Hey guys, how are you?" <laughs> I like a nice piece of pie. It was David Lynch. And they're like, he's like, are, are you guys here to read? Oh, oh, because we're bullies. We don't like to read. We love to read as they put a book on his head. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, we want we want, we want to read all these books. These are curling books on poor Arthur. Arthur just curls up into a fetal position. Yeah, of course. You know. That's what you do. And then they just dump all the books. He's cascaded in books and everything. And we just so happen to see Mark and Dave walking in the room. Mark still, Ted Cruz, playing the politician here. <laughs> guys, I'm telling you, Dave, he's they're, they're pretty good guys. I mean, if they were such bad guys, would they be in the library reading right now? And, of course, they open the door and see the scene. And he's just like, yeah, they look like they really got their nose deep in a book here. Fucking Mark. What the fuck? You got your nose deep in their ass, Mark. That's right. Right up in there. So, yeah, he's just disgusted. So, like, Mark bitches out, goes somewhere. Dave, ever helpful, comes to Arthur. He's like, hey, I think you need some help. Oh, are you here to rub it in? No, I'm here to help, man. He's like, well, I think you should probably leave because, you know, it's better that we lose our battles on our own. But Dave won't hear it. He's like, fuck you, you nerd. I'm helping you now. Right. In order to win a war, you got to become war. (sighs) That's right. And all right, let's remember those two girls that needed a good fucking. Well, they're gonna get their good fucking yeah. by the Bruces. It's probably the opposite of a good. I'm fucking. saying what Bruce is thinking. Right. All right. I'm right. not. I'm not Bruce's side. I'm the baby face of this. You're show. the baby face. That's right. Heel Griff. 
So they're fixing up some sandwiches. They're going to court these ladies in uh, an abandoned fixing classroom. What the fuck are you talking about? You're clearly the villain, Griff. You need to get off of this, all right? I know you want to think you're David. Like, I'm the guy who's taking a stand. No, you're wrong. Accept it. I. All right. Oh, I'm not. We're not going to rehash this, all I'm right? Too cool for school. You lost the war. I wouldn't be right? there. Anyways. So they're gonna they're Mary and Jane just happen to be walking by and they spot an empty classroom, so they pull them in there. Because there are no adults, remember. No adults anywhere. No. Peanuts. Yeah. So they pull him in and Mark he just can't be a part of any ugly scene, so he's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. So he goes out in the parking lot. He's full turtle mode. Right. I mean, Bruce was trying to tell him, no, you got to help us educate these ladies. And he's like, the only uh, lesson I'm going to be learning is what's between Teresa's butt cheeks. I'm going out to. And Teresa is the hottest chick in school, so I agree with him. Right. And not that I would be a part of a rape if I didn't date the hottest chick in school, but I'm just saying that's his his way of getting out of it. I have a hotter chick to fuck. Sorry. (laughs) Right. And you want to be like, okay, at least Mark's not going to contribute to this. He's got some spine to him. No, he he doesn't. No, he doesn't. I'm about to, we're about to expose that here because he goes down and he's talking to Teresa who's like, he's like, get in my car right now. We need to go. She's like, I don't want to go. You know, it's, we got a class or whatever. I don't know. She didn't want to go though. And he's just like, well, then let's talk right here. I don't want to talk to you right now. Well, maybe you would like to go upstairs with your friends and have a good fuck with Brucey's. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? They don't want to bang him. She's like, well, they're partying in the art room right now. So she's like, oh, that that doesn't sound good. I better go there and stop something. It was the Australian room because there was a big drawing of Australia. There was a big Australian, yeah. And maybe it was geography class. And so she walks in. This this is where I can't read Teresa at all. I don't know if she's a sick, sick woman or a good person because she walks in on mid-rape. They're just ripping the clothes off. Well, not mid, they're not having sex. They're just ripping the clothes off. Yeah. And it was then once again, the most awkward, and I'm not talking awkward in a disturbing way, just Awkward struggle. It, like it just, it didn't look real to me at all. It was just like they like they were like the girls were more annoyed by the fact that they're being raped, attempted rape than being like, "What the fuck's going on?" It's yeah, like, stop, cut it out. And they're like tr- trying to rip their pants off. I can't imagine like trying to write this scene or direct this scene, especially if you're like, I don't want to have this crazy, over the top, violent scene. Like it's this weird movie, but still, so. It's a weird scene. You got Teresa just saying, I'm just going to stand here and watch then. And What's the matter, Paul Bruce? You can't get it up in front of me. This one, like, what? I, I, so Did, I'm like, is she trying to, like, shame them into stopping this fucking sick scenario? Or is she really wanting to watch? I can't tell because the acting is so bad. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Well, it was definitely trying to, like, one up on uh, Bruce, calling his bluff. Like, he, she doesn't think he's capable of it, even though they're assaulting these women. But, yeah. So, Bruce decides that he's going to take Teresa and, you know, like, educate her. But that's when Dave busts in. Well, no, we hear a knock at the door. Oh, And okay. they go, it's Mark. It's Mark. He's doing his best Mark impression. But it's Dave. Oh, that's right. Door opens. Pow! He just punches Paul in that gigantic chin, the perfect target. 
Paul fucking falls down. It's another some like, very awkward fight. Awkward rape, awkward fight. Yeah. The, cho- the, the choreography in the scene was just awful. They didn't have like Shokazuki around for this or anything, no. you know. So there, there is one moment where they have like a chair and he's like holding it up, and Brucey tries to take a swing and hits his own guy or something. So yeah, so Dave one on three takes them all out, yeah. beats the shit out of all of them. Even the girls get in on it, kick kick one of them the balls. And then they they walk out. Dave like walks Mary Jane, Mary Jane out, and he's like, "They, I don't know. I mean, we did. It was a very seventies was a weird fucking time. I'm sure a lot of sexual assault, like date rapes, happened, and people were just like, "Hey, whatever. This is this is the world we live in, right? Because they took it. They were just like, literally, Mary's tits are out. Yes. She has him buttoned up, and he's like." Do you guys want me to give you a ride home? No, we're fine. We're yeah. just going to walk home. Can I home. please give you a ride home? No, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Both of them are like just exposed here. And yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah, we're just going to head home. You know, this is yeah, this is what I get for looking sexy. You yeah. know, and then they just fucking walk And home. Dave's like, great, because my boner is raging right now. Chases after Teresa, who's driving off somewhere. Yeah, she's in her VW bug. Yeah. Manages to catch up with her and... She you pulls know, over. He's like, "Why are you following me?" Right. And he's like, "Well, you just witnessed an attempted rape. I thought maybe you we know, could you... file a police report." <laughs> yeah. He's like, "No, that's okay. Let's just go to the beach." They were just boys being boys. It's okay. Yeah. And she's like, "You know, for a minute there, I thought you were better than them, but then I saw you throwing punches." And yeah, I, see? Yeah, I was just stopping a rape, and she's like, "How couldn't you just talked it out?" Did you really have to resort to violence? Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. That was such a uh, that was such a weird <laughs> scene there. Uh, so he's like, I didn't look. I'm an idiot. I didn't know what to do. I'm used to solving problems by fighting people. If I see an assault, I punch. Wow, you got a lot of issues, Mister. Well, that's why I jog. It gets it helps me get that rage out. And she sees that he has like a, you know, she he has something that he tries to push all of his aggression off into. And she's like, wow, that's that's beautiful. Would you like to take me down to the beach? Yeah. Of course. But of yes. course. So the Bruce's hop, they just got this shit kicked out of by one guy. They're like, holy shit. If people find out. Right. That one guy beat us all up. We're fucked. We're, we got to find this guy. Right. Mark's in the van just saying, guys, it's okay. We just got to convince him he needs to be on our side and everything's uh, fine. Right. You guys can't beat him. He kicked the shit out of you. Let, let's have him join us. Yeah. We are not enough strong. I will talk to him. Just give me a chance. Because they spot, they're driving down. They spot uh, Teresa and Dave's car. So they're like, all right, here's your chance. One more chance. You can talk to him. Right. So Mark makes his way down. It's like this weird cliffside, like yep. beach. He he's just walking down. They're fucking buck ax naked, <laughs> frolicking in the water. Yeah, what you do with your like your 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 friend, your best friend's girlfriend? You just get naked. By uh, the way, oh my god, Teresa's body was fucking outstanding. It looked great. By the way, I don't know them. This might be cut. I I would love to know if this is on YouTube. This probably scene. not. I bet it is. And but but you know what that's we a say. good call. It probably is. Now that I think yeah. about it, there is a lot of tits on YouTube if you yeah. look at old movies like this. Yeah. So yeah, they're just frolicking, and obviously, date Mark's like, "What the fuck?" You know, and he's 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 like, 
he's hiding. I think he's hoping they'd fuck so he could watch because he's like hiding by some rocks. You know, after watching the movie a couple times, that seems right in line with Mark's character. It seems like he'd be that because he's a full on fucking cuck. Right. He is such a limp dick asshole. He just wants to watch his best friend, who's everything he wishes he was, oh. fuck his girl. He wants no. that so bad. But so he, he has to return to the van. Yeah, and he's just like, um, they're talking, but I, I, I can work on Dave. Don't, he's cool. So Don't worry about it. The Brucies are still fucking hot. They drop Mark off because he's such a wet rag. They're like, we don't need our politician with us here. And they head over to Dave's house. Well, this is probably like a day or two later. Yeah, okay. Day or two later. Dave's in the, his garage slash house. Yes. And he's working. As a man of his word, he's working on Rodney's car. He's got it jacked up. He's underneath it, you know. Back in the day when you could work on your own car. Yep. And they're like, hey, this is the last time we're going to offer an admission into the Brucies. I don't give a fuck, all right? I'm not one of your bitch boys. Dude. Why don't you get the fuck out of here? I'm doing something. Right. I don't have time to talk. You need to slide out from under there and talk to us. But Dave won't talk. So they got something else I'll listen to. And they drop that fucking jack and the car smashes his leg. <laughs> we get an awful shot of like some pants filled with like dry leaves. Yeah. And it gets crushed. And then the next thing, we don't know how much time passes, but he goes to the hospital. Obviously, his leg was crushed. Teresa's like walking out of the hospital. He won't talk to me. He's like talking to Mark, waiting in the car. And he's like, he hasn't talked to me either. Why won't he talk to me? And then this is, I'm, I'm going to read for you some of the great dialogue we get from, from this movie. This is Teresa talking to Mark. He's a good friend of yours, Mark. The best. There's a moment before the accident that we were on the beach talking and feeling close. We went skinny dipping. I wanted to make love, and I think he did too, but he wouldn't because of you. That was spot on line reading. Uh, incredible, first of all. Talking and feeling close. Talking and feeling close. I like that Teresa's man enough to admit, like, hey. Well, was... she just, she's disgusted by Mark at this point. She's like, at I this finally point... met a real man in Dave. I want Dave. I'm in the smog. Right. Fuck you, Mark. Apparently she's hungry enough for dick where she's like, I'll still take your limp dick, but if Dave... I, well, you're, you're, you're plan B. You're, or maybe it's, she's into the cuck thing. She's like, I want him to fuck me in front of you. I, it could be. I don't know no. this relationship. It's very complicated, clearly, because she's like, I'm way fucking hotter for him, but I'll stick around with you. Backup plan. Backup plan. Okay. Gotta be. Yeah, there we go. Okay. So, so is she a good person? Because she could hook up with one of the Brucies, but she's like she knows they're slimy. Teenage hormones, man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you got to have some. Well, standards. Uh, well I mean, uh, no, who you are also, the Brucies? Are you gonna fuck? You also got a Bruce. You gotta. I mean, Craig had that swimmer's bill. Nice <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. Paul freak. You don't want to fuck Paul. <laughs> but uh, well. Well, I think she likes uh, Mark because she likes to be. She likes to wear the pants in the, the family. That so, could be it. Yeah. So she. So so it would be like I'll. Mark's the kind of guy she would stick with because she can control him. But she fucks around with the Daves. Yeah, that's true. So that's probably it. And we don't know anything about Mark. He could be rich or something. We don't know. And I mean, maybe Dave's not the first guy she fucked around with. On maybe shows. she. Maybe yeah. she's bringing back all the guys oh, that yeah, you know yeah. she's, she's banging around with. She, she probably fucked Harvey. Oh my god! This is, a, this is a joke. Oh my god! 
Yeah. That's that's a bridge too far. That's a hairline too far. <laughs> she even fucked Oscar, that obese pig, all ten pounds overweight, all hundred and sixty pounds instead of one hundred and fifty pounds like everybody else in this movie. Yeah. All right. So we learned that you know sometime later, Dave's out of the hospital. Dave didn't talk to anybody. He just stewed in his own juices yeah. for how long? Whatever. And he's going to be returning to school for the first time. Everybody's hearing about it. The word is spreading across the school. Do the people know that he kicked the shit out of all the Brucies? No. Okay. No, they don't. And we actually learned that right here because uh, the Brucies, you know, they hear about it. And they want to be some of the first people to greet him. Of course, Teresa and Mark greet him first. Uh, and, you know, they're just saying, hey, we've been trying to talk to you. What's going on? Why aren't you talking to us? And he's just like, I've had better things to do. Blows by them, and then Bruce comes up and thanks him for not ratting on him. Right, and he's like, I'm not a snitch bitch motherfucker like you guys. That's right. Walks off. Sometime later, next day maybe, I don't know. Dave arrives late to school. All the cars park. He parks on the loser side as always. Right. Hobbles out of his car, looks over, sees that van, and he's like, I'm hanging I like the limp continuity that, that the actor who played Dave had. He had great continuity there. He might have, like... Went method, put like I think a broomstick and tied it to his leg. I think he did because he yeah. was killing it. And he sees uh, Paul's rape van with the hang glider equipment uh, strapped on the top. And he just gets out a little wire cutter and snips a little bit of one of the cables. Yeah. And then goes to school. So we just flash over the Brucies heading out for a nice cliffside glide. Right. Not fucking. Actual gliding. We see a lot of people fucking on the beach side, too, so... Yeah, there's a lot of beach fucking, which... God, Sand, you don't want to fuck on the beach. Why would you want that? Well, you would. You love the dry. You love that grittiness. I mean, but why I would, would I bother it. with I the... would hate it. I, we got to go into the fucking that's, water. First fuck. of all, that's too close to the ocean, which is moisture, and I hate that, <laughs> as we know. I mean, I would... Re- but you love the grittiness of the sand. It's like, it's like, oh, why so, would I even need a, to bring a, a partner it's a, it's with me? It's a dilemma me. for you. I would just fucking roll around the sand and fucking... You just fuck a hole in the that's sand? That's it. Yeah. You just fuck the folds of the sand. You don't even have to fuck a hole. You just fuck the folds. The folds of the sand. <laughs> you just let it fold over your dick. Okay. Fucking a sand dune. You just like lay the lure and out and so let it do its job. They're, like you said, they're gliding, they're sliding, they're styling, they're profiling. I will say that Paul looks incredibly morose throughout this whole scene. <laughs> yes. Is it does. just because he's, he's like, trouble? Because he's, he's dim witted. Yeah. And <laughs> did I, he learn that he's dim witted today? <laughs> Yes, he did. He said, your your dad is the guy from Coach. I learned that. <laughs> and so I, this, to I put, want to point out. We got to put a picture up of the two of them together. This is, uh, I was surprised by this move because usually in revenge movies, you start with the henchmen and work your way up. I was so confused when I, because I was like, wait, who died? What is going on in this movie? Because please, yeah. first on. we see Mark. He flies around, then he lands, and then Bruce takes off, and then the the cord snaps, and he just goes microwave timing on Dave. He like, like he had it all figured out. How is he? I mean, I don't know how people control themselves when the shit is working, yeah. let alone when it's not. He knew he was going to hit a power light, or maybe he just thought, hey, he'll crash. Who gives I thought a he was thinking he was going to crash and yeah. die. The power line was a bonus. <laughs> I don't think. I think this is the first. This is definitely the first for Golden Ghost Theater. Hang glider crash. I've never seen anyone die in a hang Yeah, I can't think of many movies that had hang gliders. At Maybe least some of the ninja movies. One of Shokazugi's. Remember Tupidity? Yeah. Yeah. He had one. Shokazu. I, yeah. was, I, I was like, I kind of remember Shokazugi yeah. doing, you know, yeah. some, uh, what's it called? 
glide maneuvers. Black Eagle. So, yeah, we have our lead Bruce, Bruce, dead. Yeah. What the fuck? Where's this movie going to go from here? So, anyways, now that we have one down. Two to go. We're cutting over Mark and Teresa just fucking by a beach fire. After you see a violent scene, you just got to see some tits and ass. Well, what we learned from Halls of Terror, our great Kojak Dippy Tap, is... Death makes people horny. Yes, that's right. Kojak was horned up in that whole Well, episode. that nurse, that whore nurse that was fucking everybody in the hospital, it was because death made her horny. Yes. She even fucked that sad sack fucking fat doctor. That's right. And so, yeah, well, I mean, if she, you know, I, maybe she, in a way, knew what Dave was doing, and that turned her on. And right. Mark is the only dick available at the time. So she just fucked Mark just because he was the only dick there. Right. And what happens after you're done rolling around in the sand? The realization comes back to them. And Mark is just lamenting over his life right now. I don't know what's worse, having a crippled friend or a dead friend. And she's like, uh-uh, it's, it's dead friend, idiot, because he's still alive. But he's a cripple! I don't want to be seen with a cripple. Remember, we didn't even have handicap parking back then. That's how much we hated handicapped people yeah. in the seventies. Yeah. So it's almost a fate worse. Fate worse than death. You can't bend your one leg. So we're getting a lot of little short scenes here. We get a nice short scene here of Dave walking through the schools, sees a bulletin that has a bunch of like little pinned up notes and everything. There's a note left there for Craig. Yeah, that's weird. Craig, I'm working on the pool tonight. Yeah, janitor's like, I'm cleaning the pool tonight, so you can't do your diving. Why wouldn't he just have it, like, give it to fucking Craig? I don't or I, have it sent to him? Why would a bulletin board? I don't know, but this is the weirdest setup for something that they alluded to in the first act when they said that Craig likes to dive. And he likes to do late night diving. Late night remember, diving. Remember, they basically own the pool because Bruce's dad paid for it. So they right. can, and we learned with Spony, they can take over it wherever they want. Exactly. And so Craig shows up. And Dave is hiding. He turns the lights off, and he's like, "Fucking idiots!" What's up? He's like, "Oh, I guess I can dive in the fucking dark. I don't care." Right. And a nice sadistic move by our boy Dave. He he watches him like bounce on the the, the diving board, and as soon as he dives, he turns the turns lights the on light. so he can see his death. Yeah. And he just splats like he breaks his neck. It was pretty gruesome. And we go over to the next morning. The school's gathering around. They're looking at Craig's corpse. Ew. He's fucking dead. What? Yeah. Fucking Harvey. He was so full of life yesterday. Yeah, what? And then somebody slaps him. Like, Harvey, shut up. Harvey deserves every slap he gets yeah, in this movie. Yeah, he's the worst nerd. He's got, like, a receding hairline at 16. Yeah, he's he could be the uh, Paul's little brother. They have kind of the same super white blonde hair. Yeah, he's the worst. <laughs> same well, Mark way. is the worst, but Harvey's a close second. Yeah, Mark, Mark and Harvey have some similar traits. I think Harvey also wants to get into school politics as well. Harvey might be more of a Ted Cruz because yeah, he's so weaselly. Yeah, he is more weaselly. Like, and, because, and he would never get late. Like, at least Mark's good looking. Like, he yeah. could, you know, like, he had, I mean, he got fucking Teresa, for Christ's sake. So he's got some kind of skill. Mark is a little misguided, and I think he's uh, uh, flinched too many times, you know, from all the beatings he used he to get. He does whatever he's told. So, yeah, so he just wants the quiet. Which is part of the reason why Teresa likes him. Whereas Harvey, he's into power. He wants power for himself, yeah. and you can see that right here. Anyways. So everyone's gathering around. They're all looking at the corpse and everything, and then Rod starts suggesting... You know, hey, well, you know what you know what they say. What goes around comes around. This guy's been a motherfucker to everybody around here. Maybe he deserved it. 
Maybe it deserved it. And Mark's like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? Paul and Mark are freaking out. They're losing their power. They're losing their control, man. And Paul's like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? We need to pound some fucking nerds to reestablish our dominance. And Mark's like, what the fuck? We might get killed. The people killing us. Right. So he just runs off, hides in a corner somewhere. Right. Mark's going to do what Mark does, hide. And Paul's just like, fuck, I'm out here on a limb by myself. I got no backup anymore. He just learned he's dim-witted, so he's just like, what am I going to do? My brain don't work. My brain work bad. <laughs> My brain work bad. So the, all the nerds are hanging out in the communal park area. They're talking uh, about karma. we got to listen to Robert Carradine explain to us cosmic yeah. mishaps and everything. Yeah, this is where we learn that he's like the hippie dude. And he's yeah. like, three, man. Three's a mystical number. Three prongs and Satan's bitch. Everyone's just like tuning him out. They're like, yeah. you know. The devil's threesome. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, he does later on. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, and then like and like Harvey's like, hey, I don't know. You know it's pretty cool. I don't guess karma. And, you know, we're just like, oh, there's there's got to be more to come because there's two two guys left. Right. And as they're walking, as they're talking, Paul's walking by and he's like, you guys need to stop. You need to stop. As stop they're, it. As they're like wishing for his death. He's like, stop. And Mark's like, no, no, it's okay. They can talk. They can talk. It's like they're talking about killing you guys. So the the geeks are just like Dave. One of us. One of us. They know Dave's doing this, right? Everybody's trying to get Dave's shoulder now. They're like, "Hey, man, you're doing some great work out there." <laughs> like, "Fuck you, yeah, man!" And he's just like, "I don't want to hear it. I'm out of here." Yeah, Teresa even tries to stop him, and she's like, "She's turned on. She's like grabbing. Yeah, he's biting exactly. her lip, and like shit. suddenly the, she's always wearing that deep V-neck sweater. She's like pulling it down a little bit because she she never wears anything with a lot of cleavage in it. Right. She'll get naked pretty quickly for anybody, oh, any yeah. reason. But she still covers everything, so she's trying to get some tit out there to really yeah. fuck with Dave's mind. But Dave her lips. is Dave is far from the fog, right? And we'll get into that uh, reason. Yeah, that's that's later. another. Her fog don't work on him at all. Yeah, we'll get a re- reason why Dave is immune to the fog. So hey, let's go to the beach and just chill out. So Mark, Teresa, and Paul go to the beach. Paul, he's doing a little surfing. Yeah, completely paranoid out there. By the way, yeah, he's dimwitted. His friends are dying. He's the geeks are after his throat, and he's like. Your fucking friend is going to kill us. No, no, he's cool, man. Fuck you, man. I knew there was something off about you, Mark. Yeah. Every man for himself. Yeah, you can fuck right off. You're not getting a ride home with me. I'm out of here. And so he goes to fuck off. He has to take his surfboard and climb the cliffside that we've been going <laughs> up and down of all movie. And Mark just returns to Teresa with, you know, Tail head hanging. his lo- legs. Yeah. 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 Paul said I'm not his friend anymore. I don't have any friends. All I have is your sweet cakes. And she's like, you ain't going to get much of that if you keep acting this way. Why don't you go check on your friend, loser? Yeah, your friend is running away because your friends are getting murdered, and you're not going to get his back. You're not getting me on my back until you get his back. So Mark makes the slowest ascent I've ever seen. He stops to put his shoes on. Right. He stops for a seashell. Of while, course. While this is going on, Paul is putting his uh, surfboard in the back of his van. And then out of nowhere, was he inside the van? He was inside the van. Inside the van, Dave hits him over the head with something. Just a bonk. It's like the ex- fire extinguisher or something. The expire extinguisher? Fire extinguisher. Okay. I don't know what you were saying. And he just puts the car in neutral, just pushes it down a fucking hill. He's just very like, matter of fact. Right. And I'll give him this because he barely bonked Paul over the head. Paul does wake up. 
just to realize he's falling to his death. Right. We get a very reminiscent of that one Captain America movie we yes. did where we see a van going down a small hill. Flips over. We see the blood, bloody face Paul freaking out. And, of course, it's the 70s, so the car explodes. You know it wouldn't explode in real life. <laughs> Mark's just there to because he was chasing after it to see it fall over the cliffside. He and was watching the whole exchange behind a rock like he always does. He yeah. saw Dave murder Paul. Oh, yeah. He knew exactly what was happening. So knowing Dave is nearby, he runs back uphill and calls out for Dave. And I'm going to have a nice talk here. He uh, claims that he's – Mark claims that he hasn't – ratted out Dave because he uh, owed him one. Yeah. And Dave's just like, you're a bitch. That's all you are. You should stop me. Yeah, he's like, look, he he basically says, kill me now. Put me out of my misery. And he's like, I'm no mercy killer, motherfucker. You're going to get what's coming to you. Right. I only hope you're man enough to struggle. <laughs> Friends no longer. Mark returns to Teresa with the bad news, but still does not rat on Dave. Doesn't want to throw his friend under the bus. Even though everybody in the school and Teresa probably knows what's going on here. All right. So now we get to see the utopia that is. That we all thought if you just get rid of bullies and there's not going to be any issues. Yeah, no, we have a perfect day here at school. Everyone's helpful. Rodney's like, math, I don't get it. Arthur comes up, well, let me help you. How how about we work together? Right. Everyone's helping Oscar up the fucking rope. He made it three feet higher because yeah. of the because of the positive reinforcement. Everybody gets down, they're cheering for him. They let him shower by himself. They don't fucking slap him around. Yeah. Everybody is getting along. The hippies are f- free arting all over the place, painting swastikas on, on every locker. <laughs> swastikas on every locker. Because you know that was an ancient American Indian symbol before the Nazis of converted it. Of course, and that's what Spoonie was trying to teach everybody. Right. Of course. So everyone's leaving this day of school, and they're all breathing so comfortably. Like a little man, too comfortably. I am so glad the bullies are gone. The Bruce without the Brucies, I feel like I'm alive again. And then the next day comes. Right. So cracks start showing. Here's where we need to take a temperature temperature gauge because we figured out what characters we're going to be following for the like last 45 minutes of this yeah, movie. Now they're all nerds. We got Arthur. The librarian nerd. We got uh, Harvey. The Ted Cruz nerd. The Ted Cruz Weasley nerd. Uh, We got Spoonie, the hippie, who we've seen quite a few times. And Uh, his babes, Mary and Jane. Mary and Jane. Uh, Who else? We got got Oscar, the fat guy. Oscar, the fat guy. And um, we got Mark, of course. And we have Rodney. Rodney, that's right. Oh, yeah, Rodney, the cool kid with the car. Well, he's not cool, but. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, so. So, who? what character is the most offensive at this point? Well, well, I, well at this point, I, Mark is still my most offensive. Most he's a, okay. he's a, but we learn there's, there's – we don't see until near the end of the movie a, a character that lurks in the background through most of it yeah. shows his true self and what a fucking cunt he is. Yeah. Uh, right, right now, I a, guess Spoonie is the one that's like – aside from Mark. He's the mo- yeah, he's the most – Upfront about like I want to take over, right? Kind of thing, yeah. Because he's been he's been uh, getting he's a lot at of Dave and a lot everything. of boomer hippie energy coming off. Oh, of him. big time boomer hippie. And uh, 
this is like like we said. I just said this is a very amateur hour movie, but this is where the premise really hits home, and I think it just makes it a great movie. Yes, and this because, is this is why I was saying like I don't want to spoil too much at the top half and all yeah. that because the the second act of this movie is incredible. This is where we're going to learn a lesson that power corrupts everyone. Right. No one is immune from it. Everyone thinks they are when they don't have power. They don't understand when they once they do get it. They don't understand how intoxicating it is. And how it fucking ruins you, makes you an evil person. Right. And we all have that inside of us. I don't know. I can say all this shit I would do. I don't have any fucking power in real life. I don't yeah. know what would happen to me if I was given real power. Exactly. I would. Well, we know what I'd do to midgets. <laughs> but so you know, I'm just. I'm saying I have a dark side. I understand that. And I accept that. But a lot of people think, oh, I'm a hero. Right. I like. We see it a lot on Twitter. We Thankfully, do. Elon's going to get rid of those people. That's right. And he's going to bring comedy back. I well, he already brought comedy back. I hear it's hilarious over there. Chuckles just spill from my computer whenever <laughs> I'm, I'm I pull hilarious. Twitter. Up. I don't know. Yeah. So just as we closed on lunch yesterday, everything was peaceful. We open up to lunch today. It seems like everything's going well, and then a little food fight breaks out. I believe Rodney or not Rodney Harvey starts it. Yeah, it is a joke, and Rodney's like, "What the fuck?" Because Rodney he thinks he's hot shit now because his bullies are gone. Right. So he angrily throws something at Harvey, and then it all breaks out, and Spoonie's like, this is fucking anarchy, man. This is what life's supposed to be about. Right. Enjoy it. We've got rich versus the poor, free spirits versus the math nerds, the hot chicks against the ugly chicks. You know, you got all these feuds. One day. One day. One day. That's it. Cracks are appearing. So Teresa confronts Dave, who, again, we've – Mentioned that Dave sleeps in the garage. Here's where we finally get to see that he has like a little bunk built into a wooden shed garage, and yeah. that's where he sleeps. Yeah, well, he's, a, he's he doesn't have a lot of needs. Yeah. So she wants to wake him up to talk about Mark. I don't want you to help him. Well, she knows every other Brucey's dead. Mark's the only one left. Yeah. So she's like, please, just don't kill him. That's all I ask. Right. He's already dead. The only thing you would do by killing him is kill me. Yeah, all of a sudden, now she's, like, in love with fucking Teresa. Uh, I, three, I mean, Mark again? Again, teenagers, hormones. Yeah, this, like, yeah, she's this, very confused, she clearly. She's very hot and cold. Very hot and cold, oh, yeah. Man. Borderline. All right, next morning. Arthur in his fucking library just laying court. He's just, well, Har- Harvey asked for it. Harvey had a big stack of books, and he's like, tell me what you think, Arthur. Yeah. And then Arthur's like, Oh, this is. Are, are you smart enough to read this? What? <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh shit!" You know, it's like fucking Daniel Steele novel. It's just like garbage. Harry Potter, shit. Lord of the Rings, sexist. You know. And then Harvey's like, "Cool," being a real asshole. Yeah. But Dave steps in, and of course, Arthur wants to bend his ear. Dave says, first of all, all art is worthwhile." Yeah. Let him read whatever the fuck he wants to read. What the fuck's wrong with you? And then Arthur's like, come come here, Dave. Turns his hearing aid low. You know, I I can't help but notice you walk with a limp. I'm missing hearing. We, but our minds are still there. Right. We can take over this place. I used to think that being handicapped in any way made me less of a person but then i realized i'm greater because of my mind with your leadership skills and my knowledge we will run the school there's a power vacuum currently 
And I will what? plug it you want to run a? It's so low rent. Like run a high school. I don't even. Fuck, dude. Like to me, school was a job. I just went there and got the fuck out as soon as it was over with. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't like these are the best years of my life. No, if they are, then you're a sad motherfucker. Yeah, that would be pretty but, weird. Yeah, I think. But, yeah, yeah, we need to take over. But this is a metaphor, people. Right. How power corrupts. So, of course, you know, uh, we're claiming that the two. Oh, yeah, that was them claiming the two. And then Dave's like, not interested, walks off. So we go over to the hallways, and without the Brucies, Oscar, that fucking tubby piece of shit. (laughs) All of 10 pounds overweight. Is bullying everybody. He is the most Paul-level bully. His thing is just bumping into people. That's it. This I've been having issues. This This is my dog. I have an issues with this with Ava because I got Ava the action puppy who's like fucking 70 pound this muscle and sinew pit bull and I have this fucking f- fragile as fuck 15 year old lab and she loves to do that shit like she'll bump into her yeah. like walk really close to her like and it's like stop it it's annoying right and this is Oscar's basically acting like a fucking four year old pit bull <laughs> chill out Oscar alright so Dave, of course, is noticing that Oscar also is letting the power run to his head now that there's no Boldies, no Brucies Yeah, here. he's like, I thought I was helping these people, but maybe I'm hurting them. Dave is doing some good eye acting here because yeah. we're only seeing like little expressions as he sees these things happening. And now he's going to head outside where Spoonie and his ladies want to talk to him. Spoonie also wants Dave. He's like, I see your leadership skills. You're of the cosmos, and we want to bring you in to set the stars in straight. We want to get this school under I our I see thumb. your third eye. It's opened. Yeah. So is mine. And we're going to take over the school and create a utopia. The dawning of the age of Aquarius is now. Now. So David's just like, yeah, that's cool. Maybe later. Continues on. Heads out to the parking lot. Rod's out there with his new car. But it's a familiar car. It's Bruce's car. Oh, was it? Yes, because he's like, yeah, I got it for a great deal because his parents were kind of bummed out about his, him being dead and all. Yeah. So I got it cheap. Yeah. Isn't it great? And he's like just shining it up and shit. And so, you know, Dave actually kind of had a friendship with Rod a little bit. Like Rod did, you know, talk to him a little bit. Because they're both probably like from the wrong side of the tracks, poor kids. Yeah. These are all the rest of these kids are rich asshole kids. So we, we've, heard, we've seen now that like Dave is basically giving his ear to nobody, but he's like, Rod. What do you do? Like, why? Why is that cool? Like, that just makes you kind of lame. I mean, who are you now? He's like, I'll tell you who I am. I'm fucking cool as shit now. We're gonna take over this fucking school. Me and you, man. We were together before anybody else, so we're gonna take over the school. We're gonna start with this fucking car over here. I think it was Mark's car, but I'm not sure. It but yeah, he, oh, it was. He kicks in the headlight of one of, and fucking Dave's like. Pfft. God, like, what did I do? What did I start? And he just walks away in disgust. All right. So, again, maybe three-something days, all the students at each other's throats. Even Mary and Jane are accusing Mark of killing Paul. And Teresa tries to get up to, like, stop. This isn't worth fighting over. Everybody knows who killed Paul. And fucking Mary or Jane? Jane, Jane. Yeah. Slaps the shit out of Teresa. She's like, ignore this bitch. Yeah. So fuck. Cut to Dave back in his little hovel, 
making a pipe bomb, as you do in your teenage years. He's got the Anarchist Cookbook out. He's going he's, full Ted Kaczynski. Yeah. He's living in a shed. He's preparing <laughs> yes. bombs. Gunpowder's everywhere. Are you saying this movie might have inspired the Munabomber? It might have. So this movie so inspiring. Movie I'd never even heard of until Giff brought up, and he'd never even heard of it. No. And now we're seeing all how it just inspired the whole world. It's almost like our podcast, how most people don't know we exist, but we're right. inspiring so many people at the same time. Right. I hope uh, we we were brought up in Mike's recent newsletter for the ne- Necropoflix server. J- he said how great it was to talk to some uh, Wingshauser fans and all that, okay. and he's going to be putting up more Wings content, That's and good. he was pushing Wings on people. But this is how I found out about the movie. Mike makes trailers, so when you go to watch a movie on his Plex server, you get a trailer before, and I saw the trailer for this, and I was like, I have to see that movie. So, all right, we're back at school. Arthur on his crown of uh, his crown, his throne of books. <laughs> there you go. And he's just holding court in the library. All the kids start getting up, gathering around him. And they're they're getting in his Spoonie face. Spoonie gets in his face. Yeah, Spoonie gets in his face. That's right. And his girls. And look here, man. I'm running this thing now. I don't know what you're talking about. Your fucking chakras are so unaligned. You don't know what you're talking about. Arthur hasn't even bothered to turn his hearing aid on. So <laughs> right. He's like, he's like, you were talking to me. Let me go ahead and turn this up a notch. <laughs> he keels over. Dies. The brown sound hit him so hard, he shits himself, and blood starts pouring out of his... Meanwhile, kids are barely phased by this. See, this is when he's like, hmm, looks like he died. Uh, like, five other students have died in the last, like, week <laughs> and a half, so these kids are just like, fuck it, who cares? It was, it was just perfect, like, his kids are so, like, you know, self-absorbed in that time of their life, so they probably yeah. would be just like, whatever, you know? Yeah, and then we see... No this- grief counselors, no, no adults at all. no. And then we see a shot of Oscar walking into the camera. And it's like, wait, did Oscar do this? And it's like, I, The shot was just weird. Yeah, all the shots are weird because it's awful. <laughs> From a technical standpoint, this movie's awful. And we follow Oscar out, and he's just pushing people over. He's knocking kids down the stairs. He's fucking fu- uh, wedgies, purple nurples. He sees another redheaded kid, and he actually <laughs> scruffs his hair, just kind of gives him a little ruffle there because he actually likes them, unlike you. Oscar's down. Right, because right, I'm a good human being oscar's a fucking piece of shit so he goes over to his locker he opens it up boom just explodes yeah huge explosion huge Killing explosion him. not that huge because he actually just has a little soot on his face when they show him he would like his face would be melted <laughs> off you know samity sam after he shoots the gun when somebody put a finger in it just covers his face in soot and so well, we're like who's doing this because we we realize there's a power vacuum it could be any of these kids yeah we don't know they're all bloodthirsty monsters. So we got Harvey. He's trying to get you know talk to Dave, who's walking with Rod. What's going on here? We at this point we think Harvey's an okay person. Like, right? What's going on? I'm worried for my friends. Yeah. He's not. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> Dave suggests that you know what? I think there's just a psycho in the school, and he scurries off himself. Goes up to Rod. Rodney, what's going on? Our friends, our dear friends, the friends we're going to have for the rest of our lives. Because high school is the most important time of your life. What's going on? Rodney just punches him in the fucking stomach. Yeah, he says, shut up, you fucking rich kid. And gives him a stomach pounder. He says, That's what a stomach pounder is? It, it, that's how Rodney why used did, it. Why did Andy, uh, Stevie's kid, want... Want her to punch him? Is he in some sick shit? Mom, punch me in the stomach and give me a Coke. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe that's the only way he gets a Coke. He's been Pavlovian trained. So Rod gets in his car, 
And that hot rod blows. Another Boom. another explosion. And again, the kids have witnessed two bombs now. They're not running away from the school. They're calmly walking off. Yeah. They're, they're like, let's... People were badasses in the 70s. We're like, now there's bitches start crying because they get a fucking little hangnail. Mm-hmm. These kids are like witnessing death, and they're just like, it's Vietnam. They, yeah. just, this is what this going to happen to me. It was 76. Vietnam's over. But this is what they had said happened to their brothers and sisters. And again, just like we saw earlier, when you have copious violence, you give us copious tits. Right. Cut to a fuck ten in the woods. Just your random everyday fuck tent. Yeah. We see how Spoonie's the biggest player of all because he's banging two girls. Yes. And they're high as fuck. They're so fucking high. Fucking Mary just staggers out naked, totally naked, stumbles out of the tent. Uh, onto a cartoonish set of TNT and dynamite sticks. Yes. And with the wire coil and a plunger. She's like, hey, Spoonie, check this out. Spoonie fucking just throws on a pair of cut-off jeans. Let's go, uh, fuck, I don't know. Let's go back and fuck. And they're, they're so fucked up on drugs. Right. They just put the put the dynamite back, go back to the fuck tent. Yeah, they rip sh- his shorts back off, right. and they start rolling around again. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, then uh, the whole cliffside caves yeah, in on them. Blows a boulder, a fucking Star Trek comical boulder just rolls onto the tent, splatters them. And then we see at the top of the cliff, Dave standing there. Yeah. All right, we're going to that night. We see Dave in his garage preparing something else when little Ted, Harvey Ted Cruz <laughs> Kaczynski shows up. And he's like, hey, my boy. I can't help but noticing there's a big power vacuum. Everybody seems to be getting knocked off. Yeah. I see Can you believe it? They're blaming Spoonie for it all because he found some dynamite around him. Oh. I think this is a little opening for us. Right. I do notice that you seem to have a lot of gunpowder everywhere around here. With my brains and your penchant for murder, I think we could take over this school. Right. For, and hey, how about we do this? How about we lay all the blame on your buddy Mark? There we go. And then you can have that little piece of ass that you've been looking at, and I can have the power! <laughs> and but Dave we, looks at him, are you fucking kidding me? No. Harvey sees himself out, and Dave just throws his screwdriver, because clearly he's not doing this for the joy of it. No, he's he's teaching these people a lesson, and they're not learning the lesson. They are not learning the lesson. And they because, like I said, this the lesson of this movie is power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Right. So, Teresa and Mark, they just don't know what to do. So, they're like, we got to go confront Dave at his place. They creep in. Of course, Mark finally mans up and tell, tells her, you can't go in there. I don't know what he's capable of. Right. So, Mark goes in alone with a gun. And we see that he's capable of a lot because he's got the full school shooter regalia on. Trench coat. Yes. Do trench coats make you a killer, or do killers just like trench coats? I don't know. It's hard to it's say. It's the mystery of the world. Mystery of the world. I'm not going to do that research. Someone else can no. do that. No, thank you. So Dave obviously sees he doesn't have Where that. market a gun? I don't know. Glove box. He's a rich kid. Okay. So he walks in with a gun, and he's like, I'm not afraid to do it. Go ahead, Mark. As his hand is shaking. Yeah. Please. Shoot me now. You know I'm responsible for all this. Go ahead. Send me to hell. He's like, but, 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 why did you kill the nerds? Because everybody 
wants to rule. They're all bullies. Yes. This he, is what inspired that Depeche Mode song, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. That is not a Depeche Mode song. Oh, is it? Is it? Talking Heads. Not, no, talk, not Talking Heads. No. Uh, what the f- Tears for Tears Fears. Tears for Fear. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's right. That did this movie. Not only did this movie inspire the Tears for Fear song, inspired Ted Kaczynski, <laughs> inspired Ted Cruz. Inspired he Ted saw Cruz. that Harvey kid. He's like, oh, I could do that. That's me. <laughs> he wishes he had that hair. Ah, mm. God, he sucks so bad. Both of them. Uh, Teresa creaks in, distracts Mark. Right. Dave gets the edge. Ru- like lunges forward and grabs the gun. And he's just like. He's like, what, what, what are you going to do? He's like, look, I got some business to take care of. I'm going to lock you in my, my, sh- my hovel. I'll be back later. Yeah. He mentioned something about, I guess Harvey's no better than Spoonie. So I guess he's going to now pin it on Harvey? Why not? I don't know what's going on here with all that, but who cares? So They're all horrible. Teresa and Mark are locked up. They know that he's planning to go bomb the school. It just so happens that it's alumni prom night at the school. This is where we finally see some adult supervision. Yes. Just some elderly motherfuckers dancing the night away. That's right. They're playing the song from Murder of Paranoia's coming for you. Keith Emerson's playing some keyboards on stage. His dance moves were shit. Nothing on Carpenter or Cecil or whatever. Simonetti. Anyways. Dave arrives. He's got the trench. He's up to no good. Checking out all the awful dancing. He's got the... It's just a bunch of sticks of dynamite tied together with an alarm clock. Right. Classic cartoon. Right. And, of course, we're going to cut over to Mark and Teresa. Again, Mark could have pushed this door open at any point. Well, he had to wait until Dave is gone. Yeah, because he can't can't confront that. Yeah, right. And so he finally, you know, nuts up and just opens the door because it was like the flimsiest little lock holding it shut. Right. So it was the flimsiest little door for Christ's sake. Fuck yeah! And he's like, "Look, I got an idea. He won't blow up the school if you're there because he's in love with you." That's interesting. But Teresa <laughs> is into this, and she's like, "I've been wanting to fuck him all fucking past couple months, and now you tell me he's in love with me, right?" This what? doesn't. This doesn't work. I mean, she knew it from from the first time she got naked with them. She right. said it. Well, he did have an erection. I would imagine it would be a raging erection. Well, that I don't again, know. They were in cold water. I was going to say it, that again. The cold water. So that would have uh, been interesting. Uh, half boner. Is that uh, flopping around? <laughs> anyways, they arrive at the school, and uh, you know, Teresa and Mark just walk straight up. Dave confronts them. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing? You you guys got three minutes to get out of here." And Teresa, of course, Mark's not going to say anything. He's just like, <laughs> he just found the nearest corner and curled yeah. up. Please don't do it. And then uh, Teresa's like, you know what? I'm going to call your bluff. I'm not going. I'm going to stay. Blow me up. You're such a badass. Right. Come on, Mark. Let's dance. Let's dance. And there's nothing more frustrating to Dave than like he can. Well, he can't dance anymore. He can hand. Yeah, that's it. He can handle the idea of the two of them fucking, but. The idea of them dancing together. It's and you're more right. intimate, yeah. Yeah. He's, he can't So he, can't he he's like, well, fine. Have it your way. And he walks out. And as soon as he's out the fucking auditorium do- uh, doorway, beeline for like the furnace room, wherever he kept the fucking Yeah, like, it was like the furnace bomb. room. Rips off the fucking trench. He's like back to normal. He's got his Gilligan shirt on. He's back to normal. Just good Gilligan boy. Grabs the bomb. Runs out. He could have just thrown it. Did he, it did, was this a suicide? It, he was done. 
He was done. He's like, I've done too much. It was uh, just like that movie that I uh, mentioned last week, Cure. He realized what he did. He snapped out of the hypnosis. He's like, I'm as much of a monster as they were. I should have let them tear each other apart and just minded my own business. But then that would have made him a mark. So you see, it's hard, huh? he was lost. He didn't know where to be. And he just decided nowhere. He landed on nowhere. In a, in a school full of cowards, it, it, it doesn't pay to be a guy with principles. That's right. And speaking of principle, he blows himself up. So he's just, it's just, he's just a grease stain on the fucking floor now, on the ground. Yeah. And some, some old people, they come out, hey, what's going on here? Just fire. A little fire. Just keep dancing. These old people, they just wanted to keep, they, they've been waiting for this alumni dance all year, apparently. So they're like, it's fire. And they go, let's, you know, fuck. This. Like, there's like meat everywhere. It's just, it's just, <laughs> fucking Organs, his, his head yeah. is like hanging from a tree limb. And it's fire. And then we just see the cop cars. And then Ed, Mark and uh, Teresa go, hey, you know, he did do something for me. Let's pin it on Spoonie. Yeah. Let's <laughs> pin it on Spoonie. He's dead. Who cares? They know? already blame it on Spoonie. Let's just Spoonie keep it was on. known for painting swastikas. So if anyone deserved to have a, this murder pinned on him. That's right. The kids right, painting swastikas would be the one. And also, everyone hated hippies, so it was okay. Yeah. Um, Crazy tale. Really enjoy it. No. This there should be a sequel to this where the school's haunted now by the court, you know, uh, the ghost of Dave. Do you think they could or should remake this movie for a, a, a modern audience? Hundred percent, no. Okay. I don't know how you would remake this movie. This movie probably would be too controversial. No, it, people would need would need to see it. Like the message is poignant. Yeah. Like, having any kind of violence in schools, I think, is just off-limits because it's a reality now. Unless the heroes have guns, because we learned from Run, Hide, Fight. Yes, Run, Hide, Fight did teach us that you can do school violence, but the good guys have to have the guns. Right. Because the Second Amendment is And they need to prove that guns stop violence. Right. And Like, if Teresa had shot Mark at the dance and then defused the bomb herself, that would be the 2022... Yeah, yeah, you know what? That's what it would have been. Or Mark finally would have fucking nutted up and, like, sniped him. He would have been, like, the uh, American sniper guy. He would have been in a tree, got a shot through the window. Okay. Yeah. All right, there you have it. Massacre at Central High, a little hidden gem we expose you to because we got to do that every once in a while. Um, Like I said at the beginning of the episode, you got a couple days left to vote on our Thanksgiving episode, which is in a couple weeks. Your favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, Replicant, The Quest, uh, Double Team, or Time Cop. So check that out on our Twitter, at G&G Theater. Griff, next week, I think we need a return of an old favorite. A guy who's a street fighter. Sonny Chiba needs to come back to Golden Globus Theater with it. return of the Street Fighter, the Ooh. sequel to, of course, the Street Fighter we did last year. So look for that next week, and then the week after, we will have our Thanksgiving episode for all of you, and keep it warm.